Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back with another episode of Separation Anxiety. I am your host, Marcus Jordan. And I'm Larsa Pippen. And today we're going to be answering a bunch of questions that we've seen online. Totally. You guys, we've been reading your comments, the good, the bad, the ugly. And we noticed a lot of questions that have been coming in. So today we're going to go tackle some of the listener questions. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm always ready. Let's do this, baby. Okay. So the first question is for you. Is there a part of your body that you wish you could change? Um, I kind of wish I was taller. Yeah. I kind of wish I was like Sophia Jasmine's height. Yeah, that's true. They're both around, what, 5'10"? Yeah, I think if I would, I think she's like 5'9". Yeah, my sister's like, Jasmine's like 5'11". Yeah, I feel like if I was taller, I would just be different. First of all, you are perfect the way you are. And, you you know, I like, I like small packages. Good things come in small packages. Isn't that what they say? I think that's what they say. Well, that's what (laughs) you're going to have to say because you're stuck with me. I'm sticking with it, baby. I'm sticking with it. Okay, I like that. Okay, so looking at your dating pass, would uh-huh. you say that you have a type or so? And like, what's your type? Um, I definitely have a type. Um, I don't I think, think so because I've seen I've seen what you like. And nah, I don't think so, you have a type. so I mean, look, when I was single, uh-huh. you explore, you try to figure out what you like, whatever, and then that is how your type develops. And okay. so I think over time, my type has become, you know, I've always dated a little older than me, mm-hmm. uh, but I blame my brother for that because I feel like when I was young, I would always hang with my brother. He's two years older than me. And so I was I always felt mature. And so I just got used to hanging around older people. You know okay. what I'm saying? And so 
plus hanging out with my dad and obviously whatever, all, the, all of his friends. And so, yeah, I think part of my type is someone that's older than me, a little more on the mature side, got her, got her things together, you know what I'm saying? And Am I more mature than you? You have your days where you're more, I feel like we trade off. Some days like you're you, way more mature than Some me. days you're like super playful and like childish and it's hard to keep up with you because you've just got a motor. And some days I feel like, you know, the tables turn. Um, but I think part of my type is definitely older, a little on the curvier side. You know, I'm a, I'm a bigger dude. I like to, you know, have something to grab onto. You feel me? Okay. Uh, a beautiful smile. Like, I feel like I'm looking at my type right here. Okay. Yay. So I'm winning right now. <laughs> you're definitely winning. Um, and so, babe, what did you learn in your previous marriage that you plan to implement in your next marriage? In a long relationship, I think the number one thing is communication. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I, like I'm like i good at that now. Maybe I wasn't in my past relationship, but I right. feel like in my relationship now with you, and I feel like in my relationships with my friends, with my kids, yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm definitely more of a communicator. And I, you know, we talk about this all the time. I don't like to be in like, unknown waters yeah murky waters is yeah i say. just yeah i just feel like i like to know what's going on at all times because i feel like then i just it, you're you're just better off mentally when you know what it is that you're signing up for yeah so i definitely feel like i'm a better communicator today than i was and i feel like i'm trying to bring that out of you too and i feel like you're like that too yeah and so yeah i kind of feel like communication honesty is like really important i like that i'm a big girl like i can handle it so when i ask a question i feel like i can handle like the response yeah but I just like to like get it off my chest and understand what's going on. No, you're definitely a good communicator for sure. Yeah, I try, I try to be. Okay, so what about you? What um, would fans be surprised to know about your dad? Tell us, <laughs> tell us something juicy. Um, shoot, there's a bunch of stuff that I feel like people don't know but would be interested to know. Uh, one is that he's terrified of snakes. What? Uh, yeah, my dad is terrified of snakes. Literally. Is that true? Like, the, yeah, there was this one time when my brother and I, we were young, probably like, 12 and 14 Mm -hmm. and we got a bunch of rubber snakes and we threw them in my dad's room and inside like on top of the bed when you know in the master bedroom and i'll never forget when he got home he we were grounded (laughs) we were grounded he was so scared and so mad yeah i mean you know i think he was caught off guard and obviously he you know he realized that they weren't real after a while and so uh he was running around the house trying to figure out who 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 pranked him and it was it was definitely me but he thought they were real at first he did, yeah, absolutely. What? At first he was like, "What the, you know?" And then he realized that it was it was all a prank. And I think you another, guys are wild kids. I think. I mean, look, when you're in ho- at home twenty four seven, you come up with you know ways to have fun. And so one mm-hmm. of those ways was pranking each other and pranking my parents. And so I think another thing that people don't know about my dad is that he can't swim. Oh. Yeah, and so know you know that. he's got you know, obviously he just bought a, a really large yacht and he's got two fishing boats and so he's always on the water. He needs to learn how to swim. But God forbid if he falls in, he can't swim. Obviously he can survive. So there was this one time we were young on yachts or whatever in some trip. I think we were in the Bahamas, and my dad. I think he was on a jet ski with my sister, and for whatever reason the jet ski capsized and turned over, and. My sister is floating. She obviously had a life vest on. My dad's in the water. He wasn't wearing a life vest. And all you see is this big wad of cash. Like, like it probably was like 40 grand in a rubber band. It and was so, floating? And it was floating. And so my dad's in the water. My sister's floating probably a couple feet away from him. And you see this wad of cash floating in the water. And who do you think my dad went for first? 
the money. My dad, <laughs> my dad literally went for the forty grand first, and then obviously, yeah, that was fine. She, and that's what my dad said. He was like, "She got on a life vest, but I got to go grab this cash," you know. And so, well, that just goes to show you that he's really focused on the right things. Hey, when he needs to, he can survive. He can swim to survive. That is for sure. Um, and so, moving on, Larsa, are you a strict parent? I do feel like I'm strict in certain ways. Uh, yeah, I, I could agree with that. I could agree with I that. I feel like there's I, certain things I expect of my kids. I feel like you started off super strict. I think so. And then by kid number four, Sophia, you got a goose. little more relaxed. She's she's 14. And so I feel like, you know, you look at her as a mini you. And so you let her get away with, with murder to a degree. I do feel like, you know what I do love for kids? What? And I feel like what, what I really like loved about being a parent was I liked the whole like routine thing. Yeah. And I feel like I was really like good with keeping my kids on a routine. For sure. And like, you know, discipline, routine, and kept them busy. And I think that's like the thing that you need to do in order for your kids to be successful. It's yeah. like, make sure they have a great routine, you know whatever they sign up for they do because yeah. i feel like i've had my kids in different sports and they didn't like it the first week and i was like no you have to go back like we have to continue right. doing this until you can't do it you know yeah. until you don't want to do it and i won't accept no until like three weeks into it yeah for sure no i feel like you instill a good foundation for your children and you definitely you know you're strict to a degree but you also enjoy being like best friends with your kids you know and i think I'm that's important I'm definitely best friends with my kids, but I, you know, I like the whole routine thing. I think it's like good yeah. to keep your kids busy and like sure. in sports and the whole camaraderie thing. I feel like in sports really helps your kids. For sure. I agree. Yeah. So wait, is there something like, is there something you feel like you missed out on growing up? Um, that's a good question. I, I like being Marcus Jordan. Do you feel like there were things you missed out on? Cause I do feel like there's times you say that you guys were not allowed to leave your house. Yeah. So I, that's what I was going to say. I feel like I didn't really miss out on much, but I do wish that, you know, because my parents are so private, like we had a lot of, we, we would hang around a lot of different celebrity families and, you know, it was more like acquaintances than really, you know, having friends. And so I mm -hmm. felt like, you know, as I got older, I wish that my parents helped us make connections with other celebrity kids. You know, like how Sophie and Justin and Scotty and Preston have it. Yeah, no, nah, they definitely. You know, they live in L.A., but I think part of it is like where your upbringing is. Yeah, and so for sure. growing up in Chicago in the suburbs, you know, there's not that many uh, celebrity kids that live out there. But you know, we definitely grew up with other high net worth families. But it's just like you know, as you get older, um, you look back for some of those more solid friendships mm -hmm. and you know we have acquaintances out there but it's more like our friends are really tight-knit homies that we knew from like when we were real real young you know and so yeah, I feel like your family was really really private they're super private and you know there's pros to that and there's constant I feel like you know just from a network um perspective I feel like if we had more uh celebrity friends growing up then you know Keep our you network up <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, th that's, I think your mom and dad knew what true. they were doing. They you're definitely good. know what they're doing. I think you're good. I think you're solid. But I feel like that's the one thing, if there is anything no. that I missed out on. Yeah, but I feel like that's not really like one it's thing. It's not a big deal. No. It's not a big deal. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. 
And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges on Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Moving on, what is the least expensive thing that you can't live without, babe? Probably Aquaphor. Yeah, you love some Aquaphor. I'm obsessed with Aquaphor. Yeah, that, and I was going to suggest maybe that other, what's your little lip gloss thing that you love? I don't even know what it's called. I, I don't know what it's called it. either, but you constantly it's like are putting French it on. Name. And then it's I'm like, like a French name. I don't know what it's called. And then I'm covered in lip gloss too. And so it's I, I like, feel like I love to have my lips moisturized. It's like my yeah. thing. I yeah. love to have like, there's certain things I think a woman can't live without. Yeah. Okay, so I can't live with like without nail polish. Okay. Moisturizer. Okay. Um, I feel like lip ointment. Okay, I like that. Um, maybe like conditioner for my hair because I feel like my hair gets kind of dry if I don't condition it. You got good hair. Okay. I think that's basically it. I and my phone because I do love my phone a lot. Yeah. No. But other than that, I think I'm good. 
for me, I feel like it's uh, cocoa butter. I need cocoa butter at you all love times. Cocoa butter. You know, and you can't be ashy. You can't have chapped lips out here. So yeah. I feel like if yeah. it was if I was just gonna jump in there, cocoa butter. If, who is it? I can't. Palmers. If you know, you're looking for a brand you ambassador. Love them. Holler at your boy. You love them. Okay, <laughs> so let me ask you a question. What about you? Can you picture yourself settling down in a state other than Florida? Um. Well, we have we live in nah, we live we live in two different states. Yeah, so. I mean, obviously we, we multiple states, but I feel like for me, mm-hmm. Florida is always going to be home base. You know, right. I just I feel my best when I'm out there. I you know, feel my I'm best more. When I'm, out there. I'm like, it's just more homey vibes to me. Obviously, I love Chicago. North Carolina is great. L.A. is great. But you know, I spent most of my adult years in Florida, and so mm-hmm. you know, I'm addicted to playing golf. Uh, Pops is there. The golf course is there. So, you know, it's just it's just like home base for me now. I love Florida. I feel like it's like a great place. Yeah. Uh, and so, Larsa, what's the shadiest thing that a friend has ever done to you? I had a friend that basically told me to break up with a guy. Okay. To only find out that she started dating him right after me. No way. Yep. Oh, snap. I mean, and so she, what, was, she, what was, what was, well, she kept trying to, to convince me that he wasn't good enough. Oh, wow. She's like, he's just not so good enough. Could... He's not athletic enough. He's not successful enough. He's mm. just not good enough. Mm. And lo and behold, I break up with him thinking, she, you know, my friends are right. They're always right. Right. They always want the best for me. Yeah. And so I break up with him to like run into them a month later at Hyde. Right. And she was dating him. No way. Yeah. Did you like confront her about it? Were y'all still cool? Were y'all no, friends? No, I kind of, I kind of was, I kind of played a grown up role, like a grown up role, and I decided that like, no, you're both losers. So you guys kind of deserve each other, and <laughs> you were right. I was too good for him, and I'm definitely too good for you. Wow. Well, yeah. There you go. I like that actually. What about you? Have you ever had your heart broken? If so, what did you do to recover? Wow, that's a good question. I've definitely taken some L's. Heartbroken. Mm-hmm. You know that would mean that like you had to give somebody your heart too. Mm-hmm. And so when I was young, like I was moving, I was moving like, you know, like a single dude. And so there were times where I was down bad, I'll say. I was down bad, but I never really necessarily had my heart broken um, just because I was very protective of like who I share my space with. You know what I'm saying? It's one thing for like a, you know, a fling or whatever, but to have your heart broken, you gotta be in love. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like the few times that I've been in love, um, most often than not, I was the one breaking hearts. And so you're a heartbreaker. That's un- no, oh, I mean, snap. in my, in my past life, you know okay. what I'm saying? And so if to recover, I mean, I've always, you know, I'm of the notion of like, if it's for me, it'll work out. And if it doesn't, then it's a lesson, you know? And mm-hmm. so any times that I've ever been down bad, I'll just hit up my boys and, you know, we're making moves we're stepping out, you know, I, I feel like you. that's the best way to get over heartbreak. How about you? How do you get over heartbreak? I feel like replacing the person. Right? You got to move on. Well, I just, I feel like spending time with people that make you feel good. Yeah. And I feel like I spend time with people that make me feel good. And you got to remember, I have four kids. So for me, like when I date someone, I feel like they have more to lose than I have to lose normally because I can always revert back to my kids that give me a lot of love. But when I leave that person, I feel like they go through it. Yeah, that's true. So you're the heartbreaker. Exactly. I mean, most of the time. Yeah. So but I'm saying like for me, like I always have like home base to come back to and be like, you know what? I don't like it's fine. Yeah. I have all these kids. I have like my parents. I have my siblings. I like it. There's so many of us that like 
That's true. You it have a strong support system. Yeah, I feel like it wasn't meant to be, and I kind of live by that. Yeah. So I feel like when I'm ready to move on in my mind, like I've made a conscious effort to like, it's fine, Lars, you're going to be okay, Lars. I yeah. just move forward and like don't look back. And All I'm right. very present. So when I move forward, I'm just like at that place at the right time. Well, perfect. Let's make it. Let's make a promise right now. You won't break my heart. I won't break your heart. Okay, I'm down for that. And so, Larsa, if you weren't a housewife of Miami, what other cast would you consider joining? Beverly Hills, Atlanta, um, so Potomac? You know no, 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 no. <laughs> I feel like I, you know, so we live in Beverly Hills also. Yeah. Um, I definitely, I shot Beverly Hills this season. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, I, I had like a little crossover this season and I really enjoyed it. I feel That's like awesome. I'm friends with Garcelle. I'm friends with Erica Jane. Yeah. Um, and I went to Garcelle's. She had a, a premiere for a show that she did on Lifetime. And I really liked the girls. Yeah. I feel like they were like really fun and cool. And I feel like the budget for Beverly Hills is like, better it's than through, Miami. It's through the roof, right? Yeah, it's it's a great show. I feel like they put a lot of energy into it. Well, you guys it. are on Bravo now, so, yeah. you know, year by year, it's going to start, the so budget start increasing for you guys also. It, as it should be. Yeah. But I do feel like Beverly Hills is a vibe for sure. Well, and Erica Jane invited you to her residency also, so. She did in Las Vegas. There's a good chance that uh, maybe we pull up to that too. Yeah, I would love to see her on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about you, Marquisio. Mm-hmm. Who is the voice of reason in our relationship? Definitely you. I feel like you bring a lot of life experiences to the okay. to the relationship. And so, you know, there's times where, uh, you know, we need level setting. And I feel like you were always the, vo- the voice of reason. I feel like I offer some good insights also. You do. I feel like you have a lot of experiences too. Yeah. But, you know. You know what I, th- I think I do is I kind of put myself in the other person's shoes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I kind of put myself in like your shoe and like mm-hmm. my shoe and like. Yeah. You know, so I kind of always see your side of the story most of the time. That's good, baby. That's good. Um, and so, babe, if you got married, I mean, well, when you get married again, mm, okay. <laughs> do you think you would be a bridezilla? No. Because I don't feel yeah, like. Yeah, right. No, because I don't feel like I, I, I look at the big picture. I'm not like the kind of person, like my sister was a bridezilla. Bella was the worst. Yeah, I know. I've heard the stories about that. Bella, literally her like, what do you call it when you pick a table and whatever? What is it called? Oh, the seating chart. Her seating chart. Mm-hmm. She literally spent like three months figuring out who was sitting with who yeah. at her wedding. And I was like, Bella, it doesn't matter. No one is going to be sitting down the entire night. Right. So I do feel like my sister is more of a bridezilla than I would be. I don't really care about the small details. I'm more of like the big picture type of person. Yeah. that's And that's what I feel like you would be bridezilla about is like. The big picture? Yeah. You want I don't the know. location, the amount of people, uh, the I'm flowers, kind of, the food. No, I'm kind of Your easy. dress. Your dress you're definitely going to be picky about. I mean, I kind of am, but I also feel like I'm kind of chill. You go with the flow. You yeah. go with the flow. But w- if things aren't to your standard, you let it be known. Is that, I, I is that do. fair to say? Is I that do, fair to I say? do. I do do that. Yeah. Okay. I All do. Right. But I mean, like, that's bridezilla is like the extreme. Yeah. No, I don't think you would be a, a legitimate bridezilla. No, but I'm I like think, easy. You know. I, I think I, I know what I like. You definitely know what you like. Yeah, that's sure. kind of what, what I'm what into. Like. Okay, so how much, Marcus, would you spend on a dream wedding? <laughs> this is your question. Now, that is a trick question. It's, that is a trick question. It's not. Like, what do you think is a good amount to spend on a dream wedding? Um, I mean, it's in the seven figures, you know? It's, really? It's in the, yeah, yeah it's going to be a, a few milli. That's in, but, oh, you wow, know, okay. in my opinion, it's going to be a few. I mean, look, we spend, we spend six figures on gifts, you know what I'm saying? I and know, like vacations. So. I think if this, my thing is, look, if I said I was, I've always said, if I'm going to get married, I'm doing it once. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this like multiple five, six, seven wedding type oh of Oh my gosh. And no. so when the day comes, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be an extravagant day. It's going to be an I extravagant like day. It's going to be a celebration. And you know my family. Your family you know likes my to family party from for Chicago. Sure. You know, we, they we love to party. It's going to be a good time. And so, uh, am and, I invited? And, and you just met my cousin Dominique uh-huh. from you know North Carolina, and so you you see how we get down. Yeah. Totally. Are you invited? What I'm you just the, get the hell out of you? You're gonna be standing across from me. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex boyfriend Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges on Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so let me ask you a question. What's the one movie that you can watch over and over again? The one movie I can watch over and over is The Last Dance. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, okay. we don't need to go into that, but um, another movie is probably like Training Day. Okay. Denzel Washington. Oh, that's, yeah. That's like a classic for me. I like that. Um, Interstellar. I'm a movie buff. You already you know. Love I'm movies. always putting you on movies, I'm you putting are. you on shows. And so, you know, it's hard to pick one movie to watch over and over, but like, he got game, loving basketball. Like, you like the old classics. Come on, there's, there's so many. Interstellar. I still got to see like, Oppenheimer. You do have to see that. I kind of like, like the notebook. I yeah. feel like I like that romantic okay, like so, stuff that I could see. So over that's your again. one movie you would watch over and over, The Notebook. I, I think so. I feel like I love it so much, just because I kind of feel like I I'm like a romantic person. I know, and I'm a lover, and I feel like I love that. Or like I would watch Bridesmaids, like Bridesmaids and die laughing. Like, what's the other one that you watch all? It's Bridesmaids for sure. But yeah. what's the other one that you watch all the time? It's like a Will Ferrell one. Oh, you're talking. Okay, so I do like comedies like that. Yeah. I like it's um, The Wrong Missy. The Wrong Missy. The Wrong Missy. You yeah. like? There's so I mean that is the funniest movie ever. You guys funny. have to watch yeah. that. It's so funny. David Spade. It's it's pretty pretty hilarious. Yeah. Um. Okay. And so. So wait. So let's talk about like what keeps you up at night and like what's what gives you peace at night. Uh. Well, that's twofold. I feel like one, you keep me up at night. You know, we don't need to go. You into keep the me de- up. At we don't night. need to go into the details of all of that. But you definitely keep me up at night, and I think you also bring me peace. I um, try to. But outside of you, I would say what keeps me up at night is trophy room. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of like my business, is it running successfully? Obviously, with me traveling a lot now, um, trying to instill the proper procedures, practices, and stuff so that it's running efficiently when. Um, I'm not there. I feel like people don't realize how hard it is to have your own business. It's like a 24-7 yeah, job. I mean, it is. It is. And especially in the retail mm-hmm. business, it's like I do all the ordering and, and, and buying and yada, yada, yada. And so it's like there's a lot that goes into making totally. sure that a business runs smoothly like that. Um, but what gives me peace is you. I mean, I feel like even when I'm away from you, we're constantly on the phone, you know. And mm-hmm. so uh, even if I have the most hectic day, uh, when I can get some time to sit down and FaceTime you or talk to you, I feel like that's like when I'm at peace for sure. I feel the same. I feel like you definitely give me peace. I feel like my kids give me peace. Yeah. Um, what keeps me up at night is just, I think like worrying about my kids. Yeah. That's one of those things that like, I think never goes away. Yeah. You know, sure. you always want your kids to be at the best place. Well, and I think to- you talked about it too on like one of our other podcasts is like, since you decided to walk away from your last marriage, it's like you don't want your kids to have a step down in their lifestyle. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And so I feel like you put a lot of emphasis on, you know, working hard, grinding, et cetera, et cetera, so that you can maintain that for them. And also, you know, you reap the benefits of it too. So totally. I don't mean to answer your question, but but I I I just wanted to elaborate on it. Yeah, no, I do like that. I I like to work hard. You know, I'm into it, but I also feel like I like to work hard for my kids. Yeah, for sure. And I like them to see me working hard. Yeah, you definitely work hard, babe. You inspire me sometimes in terms of getting in the gym and getting my shit done. So let's go. I feel like you want to be with someone that's a good partner, that brings the best out of you, that motivates you and just believes in you, you know, even when you don't believe in yourself. Facts. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, that wasn't too bad. No, I feel like I loved our q and I thought, you know, we were going to have to draw blood or something with these question and answers. No, I, I feel like it's fun. easy. And, yeah. the, and the listeners wanted to know. And so I feel like it's been fun. It's been real. Love you guys. Yep. And peace. Follow us at separation underscore anxiety underscore podcast. Yep. Thank you guys for spending time with us. Peace. Bye. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 